You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here he is, Ryan, fresh off the episode, man. Um, I think I'm sort of in the camp where I wasn't particularly fond of it. Ez is in the camp where he was. Where where are you at, man? <laughs> oh, all right. So uh, I, I I got through the episode the same time that you guys did. Hi, Stephanie. Thanks for uh, thanks for um, welcoming me in. Um, and actually, I do want to take a moment before we get into this to thank both of you guys and the community that you've created, all the people in the comments that have had nice things to say to me, because um, this is something that's new to me being live, you know, so I'm a little yeah. bit nervous. Uh, <laughs> so, um, you know, and I'm very grateful. I'm I'm happy I could help you guys. I'm, I'm glad that you guys uh, give me oh, the man. opportunity to come in here. Yeah, 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 man, absolutely. We so love much it. fun. Great community. I love it. It's it's great. Um, this episode. Here's where I'm at because, and I'm glad that I didn't have to jump on right away like <laughs> you guys did <laughs> because right away I was really disappointed, but it's only because of how it ended. I look, when yeah. I go back and look at the episode, thank you, Mantis. I love that name too. Mm -hmm. Every time I see his name pop up in the comments. <laughs> yeah. Um, as I sat there and thought about the episode, there was a lot of really good in this episode. I really right. like what they did with the, with the horn. It's different from the books, but it, it doesn't take away. Right. Um, we didn't have the time to do what they did with the horn in the books. And maybe there was different plan if Matt isn't the situation with Matt doesn't go that way. Right. Um, the ending, I'm not mad at the ending. I'm I don't even want to say I'm let down. Um, I'm just yeah. disappointed that it was so mild like you were talking about as in the book, yeah. it's, it's so epic. Rand really, I don't even know if you could call it Rand leveling up. He just, he just, he doesn't know what he's doing. He just trusts. I'm right. going for it. You're this big, powerful evil. I have to just dive in and what happens happens. And it's so epic in the book, 
But right. again, this is a TV show, so we have to we have to keep that in our mind. We got to step away and understand that a show is going to make some changes. I don't like it, but I'm okay yeah. with it. The what they did with um with the actor who plays the dark one, you know, when they yeah. when they get rid of that and I don't even want to call it cringy. Yeah. When we first see him in the first couple episodes, just that quick little snippet of him, right. you know, with the with the right cartoonish face and the fire eyes yeah i i wish it wasn't the cartoon i and maybe that's not the right word to use i wish it would have been a little <laughs> bit more um but, whatever but but yeah the fact that they they get rid of that right away in this episode i'm really grateful for and i and the right. fact that they give it i think putting a, a human face on that character really gives some more power and his calmness right. and his demeanor. And he's just like, there's nothing that you can do to me. And he just so simply takes care of Moraine. Um, yeah. I really like what they did with his character. And then the whole interaction with Rand and, and that field with, with the baby. And um, there's so much to this episode that I really like, even the battle outside of the blight and, yeah. and the, and the eye, all of that's great. I, I see some people, weren't a fan of of how they they handled things with the women you know locking together but it's a little bit of a callback to what we see earlier when when they need three and more women just to just to hold low uh gain down right so i'm okay with that i i i it's different from the book so part of me is like eh, whatever but i liked it because like someone else said the lightning coming down and just wrecking those trollocs and you see yeah. it flying i love yeah. that that was great yeah. Um, the season, I loved the season. They did a great job thinking about all that they had to put into eight one-hour episodes. Right. I think they did a really good job. Uh, there was some things that I wish they would have done differently. I wish we'd have gotten more lore or backstory on the the Forsaken and the Dark Ones, and that was something I that I commented agree on. on that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but and and I think part of why this ending was so mild and so quick quick is probably the better word to use yeah right um is because they didn't build it up to be anything special and that's probably something they're planning to do in these future at least in the next season when we start diving into the history of the forsaken and what happened with Luz theremin um yep. you know and, and adamant if that's how if that's how you want to say it are we going to get yeah. the green man next year? Are we going to have right, a battle not. where probably they ran? <laughs> in, yeah. Uh, well, if, if they, if they decide to introduce us to a couple of the forsaken, are we going to get, yeah. I don't know how they could do it, but I mean, well, the green man's probably going to be something that people are screaming. Hey, we wanted to see him. Maybe they'll yeah. decide to add him in. I, Ryan. I don't know. Hey, they got a lot of different places they can go. First of all, first of all, I'm glad. Ryan has got me fired up once again. Okay. Oh. Because, <laughs> Here's here's the thing. And sorry if, if if I break up a little bit. You guys hear me okay? Am I breaking up? Yeah, a little we, bit? we we can hear you now. You're yeah, back. Just for a second. All right, right, I'm yeah. back. All right, I, I'm breaking up. All right, but let me tell you this. So the beginning of the episode, like you said, it hits, and I you forget about that because of the ending, and you go back and you're like, wow, it did hit when they what Matt was on here with me when they got the hammers out and started pulling up the horn of Valir. I about lost my ever living mind. Uh, I, the horn of freaking Valir, I think, yeah. is what Uno said. What did I just say? What did I say? No, I think I think Uno said the horn of. Did he say the? Horn? Oh, he said the yeah. horn. He didn't say the f word, but he said the, it was. He say freaking. Yeah. 
yeah, 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 no, yeah. He didn't yeah. say freaking did. I have to go back something and, and look exactly. Bloody, I think he did. The, the bloody horn or something. Yeah, he said something. Uh, yeah, the bloody horn. He was swearing. Yeah, man, it was. <laughs> but you're right. It's like those moments are there, and it was building. It was awesome, and and then you do get kind of this. Uh, Stephanie said it earlier too. The eye of the world at when you finish reading the book. It is meant to be kind of confusing. You're sort of like, wait, what did we win? Did we not win? Jimmy. So, yeah. Oh, Jimmy. Go follow Jimmy's show. Absolutely. Everybody get get check out the fantasy. You know, let me, I'll I'll get that pulled up. But hey, speaking of new things, as uh, you know, we're we're part of this great podcasting network here uh, with uh, Fansided. And uh, there's a new podcast coming. Okay. Check this out. It's called Blind Blind Sided. Okay, you probably heard a little preview about it. It's got some big, got some big star guests coming to this, right? So yeah. the Players Tribune has launched its first ever mental health podcast, Blind Sided. Hosts are former NHL goalie Corey Hirsch and psychiatrist Doctor uh, Diane McIntosh. The show will share the moments from a variety of athletes when everything changed for them. And mental health became their most important issue and focus of their lives. It allows listeners to have an understanding of the different types of mental health challenges that people face. Guests this season include uh, Kevin Love of Cleveland Cavaliers fame. You know, I loved it, man. That yeah. what is it, 20, 2016 season? Oh, yeah. When, yeah, when we, when we took the championship, just back there dropping threes. <laughs> you got Paul Bissonnette, who's a uh, hockey player. I'm not as familiar with him. But from what I can see, he was the biz nasty. Okay. That, that yeah. seems to be his nickname. And former NFL Super Bowl champion and MVP, Kurt Warner. Okay. Who I'm very familiar with. I mean, that dude threw like 41 touchdowns, league MVP. He was a grocery. He was work. He was out of the league. He was in arena football. He bounced around. He goes to NFL Europe. He's literally bagging groceries. Okay. 1999. Trent Green gets injured. Okay. Yeah. And uh Dick Vermeil, the head coach of the St. Louis Rams. Well, let's give let's go give Kurt Warner a shot. Kurt Warner comes in, takes the league over with Marshall Falk, Emmett Smith, or not Emmett Smith, Marshall Falk, Tory Holt, Isaac, Isaac Bruce. They go to the Super Bowl, they play the Titans, they win by one yard. It's great. Great, great. Yeah. And there's a movie coming out about him. Yeah, which is which is cool. So I mean, again, that's your those are some pretty big, heavy hitting guests on a podcast, Blindsided, where they talk about mental health. And I think it's really neat. You know, there's all different types of mental illness, mood disorders, anxiety disorders, personality, uh, eating, substance abuse, all of those things. And so it sounds like they're gonna be talking about the various uh, types of mental health on that podcast with big time athletes, which I think is right. It's cool. Right, because athletes also face a lot of, you know, pretty specific stuff. I mean, you look at CTE and what's going on there. So anyway, so it says plan your work and work your plan. For many athletes, sayings such as these could be considered scripture, permanent um, signposts lining the long road to success in sports. For some, the very act of pursuing a career in sports can give a sense of control, a sense of safety, so long as you stick to the plan. That is until life happens. Um, the kind of life that happens while you're making other plans, breakdowns, insecurity, panic attacks, PTSD, addiction, sudden life changes. Ones that require an athlete to toss aside their well-laid plans and answer the question, what's your next play? Blindsided is a podcast about sports 
Mental Health and Life, host by former NHL goalie Corey Hirsch and psychiatrist Dr. Diane McIntosh. Um, the podcast will share and analyze the moments for a variety of athletes when everything changed for them and what happened when it did. The podcast lets listeners hear these athletes describe moments when mental health became the most important focus on their lives. Blindsided then dives in deeper. It gets clinical and it allows listeners to leave with an understanding of the different varieties of mental health challenges people face, um, why they appear and how athletes in particular face them down. Blindsided is a sports podcast, not only for people who follow sports, but for those who don't. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty awesome. And also, Hey, I want to uh, leave folks with a quote here just because no one else can heal or do the inner work for you doesn't mean you can, should, or need to do it alone. So let blindsided podcast be uh, a part of your mental health journey. Go over there, give them a listen, give them a review and tell them the matinee sent you. They're going oh this. my God. He, he, so I'll just read the cut. He said, uh, what did he say? He said something about Rafe. This is why Rafe was eliminated <laughs> from survivor from survivor. Oh my God, Jimmy get what the heck. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, but back to what you were saying, uh, Ryan, just in terms of like this episode, and how it was pieced together. You, really good point about the forsaken, about the dark one and him having a face. We saw Matt and I happened to see a leak beforehand. And with the first moment I saw him, I was like, chills. Saw the jacket, saw the suit. I was like, holy smokes. I mean, it, it, it was it's chilling. And the actor does a great job, humanizes it. It feels more real. Uh, I actually, I actually like that because in the book it is just a balsamon, dark, fiery-eyed character, and right. it's a bit crazy. So, right. Yeah. So let's just pull it up. So everyone, here is our fearless show leader. Oh just, my god, we're gonna get he shut was, down. He was, he was a contestant on Survivor, right? Oh no, oh no, oh no, this, this Matt, is some, this, for the, this is oh, this is for my. the people who hated the episode. I'm gonna give them just a little bit of light here. Okay, here we go, Rafe. You can make it. You can make it across. You can give Finish us the show one. we want. Okay, oh, finish season one, Rafe. Rafe, no, no. Rafe, no, no. Hold on, oh, hold on. no. <laughs> you know uh, the rumor was that Rafe was going to come on your show at some point over the break. He's to never do an interview. He's like never, you guys, he's... if you guys could have gotten up to like 250, 300 people viewing live, but after that, you guys are out. Uh, no, he, We're Rafe's, out. He's gone. We're he's, out. He's he's he's, he's gone. His <laughs> light was literally first. extinguished. Okay, he literally. How can he? How can he be? <laughs> can he serve the light when his light was ex extinguished? It's all making sense now. You know, <laughs> it's all making shout God. <laughs> So, oh, you guys, okay. that's unreal. That is unreal. No, I hey, I do think again. There's he wanted more. Rafe did want more time for for this. Uh, wanted more episodes. Wanted that opener. I, I feel like he's doing a great job. We're just we're we're poking. I, I do. I I actually I I do overall think. I do over. I do overall. I I do overall like the. I, I do overall like the season. And again, it's a tall task to sort of do this and i think there was an amazon quote where they said they're they're committed um to to doing this and i think you know even some of the issues i have with season one i'm willing to see how it looks at the end of season of at the end of season two because i give pretty yeah. much any show for me any show i'm willing to give to a season two because you do your season one then you get all the feedback you use that feedback to change and try to sort of make it mm -hmm. you know to 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 take to to make it better so yeah, I think yeah. we're all on Rafe's side here. We want the best show we can get, and and I that's right. Watching this season, I'm happy. There's a lot I really liked about it. Um, right. So you know, I think we're all here to encourage Rafe, and and not it just we are just joking. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah. Uh, 
Because it's um, just jarring. Is the, it's just been a jarring end, and I think I'm sitting here still like I've I almost am anxious to just go rewatch yeah. it again. And and yeah. ask, and I uh, will and I'll agree here too. Um, and a lot of you know we've been saying eight episodes uh, a season might be the thing, but man, I got to say after watching after. I really think as we push forward, especially because we're really only through one book Mm -hmm. somewhere, something's getting cut like significantly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I almost feel like we do need, I almost feel like going forward, we do almost need 10 episodes a season. I think it would, I think 10 episodes would serve a lot of purposes. One, as we get further and further into the books, we, and stuff's going to start getting, getting axed. And and we're going to need to we're going to need to sort of start preserving stuff and shifting stuff around and making that all work. But the other thing is, especially as we talked about this episode with Perrin a little bit, Mm -hmm. giving enough time for characters stories to kind of develop and stuff like that, especially as we get even further spread away from each other is going to be important. And I really feel like 10 episodes would be is would would really assist that. What uh Game of Thrones was always was eight, wasn't it? No, Game of Thrones They were always ten. The ten? Game of Thrones and was then ten the last and two the last two were shorter. Seasons, yeah. Okay. I mean if Game of Thrones can get ten, we, like the the like uh, this was the number again, I know Matt talked about some of the competition early on that it's facing, but I feel like the budget's gotta go up. I mean I feel like they've got to Oh, it's 10. it was it will I mean I mean ratings wise this show is doing well. So yeah. They've already they've already they've already greenlit it through season three. Um, I mean, Amazon again, remember, remember this is that Amazon as sort of a stu- as as like Amazon Prime and studios and stuff like that. They're really behind the curve compared to like Netflix and Disney and mm-hmm. yeah. uh, HBO, Time Warner Media um, in that they they're still really new to this because even though, you know, even though it's like, well, you just make a TV show, you just go hire people, you do whatever you got to do, any of that stuff. Like Disney's been making movies for a long time. Warner brothers has been making movies and television for a long time. Like Amazon's still kind of new to this. Like they really have only had like, you know, four or five like bigger hit shows. They did just buy a movie studio in MGM. So they are going to be getting a lot more talented people. Not that MGM is the greatest movie asset studio to own, but you're going to be bringing in more talented people. It, you know, so it's good. I think it, I think it'll get better. I do think I, and not that, the, not that I really thought season one was bad or anything, but I do think going forward production and all this stuff is going to, is going to scale up. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about one, one thing too, just um, things that need improved or whatever. I actually want to talk about one character before I pop out of here. Land. Ryan, what did you think about? I mean, was okay. that like thoughts on I, land this this episode? I and I'm love not yeah, I'm not being funny about that. I no, no, no. yeah, you know, because there was a good moment in the beginning, right? It's really good stuff between him and Nynaeve. Really enjoyed the actor portraying him. Did a great job. They cast him perfectly. Yeah, um, I loved his character arc throughout the season. I really, I was really happy with what they decided to do with the plot dynamic with him and, and Nynaeve, where instead of pushing it all the way to the end, they started filtering it in a little bit more. And then you get almost that blessing from, from yeah. Moraine. And, and I think it was last week's episode when she says, you know, I, 
I really like her, the wisdom. Right. Like she, she, I, I'm wondering in her mind, is she saying, yeah, I'm going to the eye to die. I'm going to break my, or not break my, but I'm going to shield my bond with him. So yep. when I'm gone, I'm giving him permission. He can, he can go to her. Yeah. I, you know, and I don't know if that's just in my head, if, if that's how it went in the books, if, if that's what they're going to yeah. do with the show, but that's just kind of how I'm seeing it. Um, I was a little disappointed in, in my head after last week, I really thought land was going to have a big part to play in what goes on in the blight slash the eye of the world. And, yeah. and he gets there just at the end. So I, and, and with all the action and all the things happening in this episode, they really didn't do anything for his character. He, he literally right. just leaves and then shows up at the end. And he's right. so clutch throughout this whole season. I feel like that was a missed opportunity that they could have really raised his, you know, raised him up into an even more, you know, just a BA yeah. just, just right. he goes out there and he does something massive. Right, because the dark one kind of mo mocked Rand when he saw the heron marked blade, and I we got a great comment here from Andrew just saying that um, the land naive stuff um, is great, mm -hmm. but his action, the the blade stuff, the blade master bit needs to go up. Definitely, right? need, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, and I'd actually really love to see. Um, I'd really actually love for people who really like didn't like this season. What would you do in season two differently? Cause I'd really actually really, I'd really like to see what some, cause I know like, I know what I would do, but I'm already kind of like it. <laughs> book, book looks kind of be book looks, but I mean, like, I guess like, what would you, what would you do in season two? What would you like your season two look like um, in order to, to sort of improve it from where you think we're, we're potentially at where we're lacking in this season. That'd be an interesting right. question to see what people say. And yeah, I'm sure right. you guys will get lots of emails on it and be able to bring it into the podcast. So anyone right. watching live now, you gotta you gotta start listening to the podcast so you can Dang follow straight. along with those. There we go, Ryan. With here we go, Rand. Rand hasn't right. been trained. Please train him in the sword. Yes, definitely need. Definitely will need that in season two. Well, and, and they're saying though, right, that he's Rand's, he's gone, right? He's he's gone. You know, he's come he, back. He, or... he does that in in is it book three where he he. He he says, or no, it's a it little bit. Of, it's a little bit. It's a little bit of book two. Yeah, yeah he says I have to leave two. because I don't want to take right. them down when I go bad, and and I don't know how long that lasts. Doesn't seem like it lasts that long before he ends no. up back together with some of them. Right. Well, because then the horn and everything gets stolen. He catches the they, horn they and they, have to go. they catch up with right. him. I think that's how the book goes. But um, yeah, right. and I don't think they're going to do that too much in this. That's a good question. Where are they going to take Matt now at the beginning of next season? Because he doesn't know that the horn's been stolen. What's what's in so his mind? What's are his mission? The, are the Reds going to do something with him? Since that was the mm -hmm. hint uh, in in the last episode. Um, the Dark One, right? If you want to call him that. Or Bowsman, Ashamael. Right. Does notice the Heronmark blade. Where'd you get that? Yep. So that was there. Yeah, it's. I, I think there's more healing that needs to be done, right? Like from the White Tower or some darkness is still there hopefully i mean more rain though did say for the red aja to go pick him up i feel like he's gonna he's gonna avoid them i feel like he's gonna avoid them and from there who knows yeah so is there any way you just do the great hunt next season just the great hunt yeah would it would nah. could you get more than three episodes out of it 
I mean, after we see how quick they move through these episodes, I mean, maybe yeah, four, I mean, but... season season one season one was one book. I mean, do you just make season season two the Great Hunt? They it if they yeah, I feel I mean, like it, I feel like it'd slow way down. Like it'd slow yeah. way down if you did that. You would have lots of time for information dumps and to really dig into history and all that. Maybe do flashbacks and things, but I I I can't see that. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna blend two and three like you guys have been saying all along, and right. and even people in the comments all all season have been saying. Yeah. Yeah, because there's, I mean, if you were going to do just the Great Hunt, as Matt is suggesting, you've got to get just to, an idea. Just yeah, 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 just as an idea. Yeah, uh, uh, Kyrian, you've got you could you could do a bit more there at the game of um, houses, kind of or whatever. Uh, right. Matt goes to Camelin and figures out stuff's not, you know, going well there. Um, I think uh, we do need to pull in Elaine and the Queen and all that. Yeah, yeah. So maybe we get a lot of book two and maybe not not so much of book three if they're going to blend. Well, in. because just thinking about what they did with season one, and I guess if you want season one to just be sort of the eye of the world, that's fine. But a lot of the character development and power scaling, I would say, again, I've said this before, is way further along. So if season two is just sort of the Great Hunt's plot, but you're you're pulling forward character development and plot and stuff like that, then, you know, how would it? how it look because again even my idea of blending two and three it still ends for me with really the ending of book two which is the horn of Valir has to sound and i think that's i think that that's 100 percent happening now especially yeah. since padon fane took it like it's definitely going to end with with us getting the horn and then yeah. using it right oh yeah whether and so Calendor may actually not even be involved, which I've which I've which I've been kind of thinking. I've I've kind of thought you take that and have the ending of two and three because it's kind of the same thing happens is like everyone's on the outside doing stuff. Rand's like one on one with somebody <laughs> at the end of really both two and three. Yep. And, you know, just in three, it's Calendor. So I've kind of really thought they're kind of like the same. Um, right. Right. In terms yeah. of just the way this the scenes are structured. And I think well, for TV, it's easy to sort of just blend those into one thing. And and think about this in the Great Hunt. Remember, Moraine goes away, essentially. She's right. not even necessarily in the book at all. So they've set us right. up for that. Like now Varen could step in. I think they might actually do that and bring Varen in and make her kind of uh filling. But then it's like you didn't see her woven into that circle with Suan. Maybe Suan says Moraine is gone and I need you in on some of this because it's just weird but she's gone for like a whole book and then comes back i mean at the end she's there don't get me wrong but not right. much is going on with maureen so yeah yeah green i need a lot of people are a lot of people are, are saying we and i this is where i'm at too is you spend you spend a lot of time at the tower with the girls and you can lore dump a lot of stuff, which then once you've done it, you don't necessarily have to go back yeah. to it. And then 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 it's all sort of explained, which I do what? think is one of the was one of the issues a little bit with season one was like some stuff's happening. And you're like, this isn't explained. Yeah. So, OK. OK, Matt, I have people get going from like we could slow it down like that, do some lore dumping <laughs> to then while that's happening. Stephanie's proposing. What if Rand brings the Aiel to fight the invaders like full on? We go from slower down on this half of the continent to 
ramp it up to like stuff way later in the book and just bring them on in and let's go crazy because that's the Sean Chan and like the Aiel right. have their wise ones and I battle. actually I like that idea because I'm trying to think in Rand's mind what's his next step from where we yeah. see him end this episode he's understands now that he is Aiel yeah that might be in his mind I, I'm gonna go to my yep. homeland and, and find what out what if, that's about what if um i mean yeah what if we're really like again what if we start pulling stuff from like book six and eight and ten i mean and it's just like they're just rewriting of, the timeline i mean just think about the whole deal is it's they've said we're adapting this whole thing and they're just like it doesn't necessarily because i am okay with the idea that it doesn't necessarily have to go in order mm-hmm as long as like the heart is there and the story is there and stuff like that. Like so far, I feel like they've mostly gotten the, like the characters down with kind of the exception of Matt. I feel like Matt is definitely a little different than he is in the books, but like yeah. Nynaeve feels like Nynaeve Lan feels like Lan. Um, I need more Rand to, for Rand to sort of feel like Rand. Yeah. Um, but I feel like we can get that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, what if next season we just bring in the IEL, yeah, and then you're I'd love it. I he think goes and he goes and fights Kooladin, maybe. <laughs> yeah, oh, that could be a whole arc. I mean, they see while that's going on, it could be like a Daenerys situation, right? Which is this whole arc goes on in season two that's Rand, separate from everyone else doing their thing. So yeah, that'd be cool if that if they separated the arcs like that. But it's in, it's interesting, yeah. So a lot of so definitely definitely a lot of um, yeah, definitely a lot of uh comments here. You know, like they they have to track down Fane and the Horn. You notice Fane has the ruby dagger, right? This is how you bring Matt back to track the dagger because he's he's sort of bound to it. Um, let me see here. Will Rand get to Falma or Tear with Lucas Circus? Oh God, thinking of Men's View. <laughs> oh my God. That's wild. <laughs> Bring the circus chapters up. Let's go. Yeah, we're going to push forward in that direction. Matt's out. I'm I am 100% out on on circus chapters. 100 100%. Yeah. Um So, one of my bigger questions when we yeah. think about these future seasons or episodes for Matt is which season are we going to get to see him? When are we going to let our Matt get to see the show Matt finally get his kill shot on screen. Is that coming exactly. next season? Is, is, is it, 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 it going to fight cool it in? What's the deal? <laughs> yeah. When, when's it happening? God, they, you th- I think they will do like, that's the kind of stuff where we've said mm. they can expand. The show can do a better job. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Okay. Well, I think Ez has to roll out because it's like three thirty in the morning over there. Hey, I hung in for an extra half hour. I'm about to burn out. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's okay. Ryan and so, I are here. We're gonna we're gonna man the we'll, we will man the ship for a bit. Yeah. Uh, for a bit more here. Ryan, good thoughts. Thanks, guys. Matt, I'll be back. Uh, and uh, may the light be with you. All right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. See Ez. Later. Yeah. So Ryan, so what are you, I mean, so what are your thoughts on, I guess, I don't know. Did I ask you this already? What season one as a, as a, as a whole? Yeah. I kind of touched on it on my, my rant, my positive rant, I guess I'll say. I may, I I may have been manning. I may have been manning the chat a little (laughs) bit. And so, yeah. Uh, Yeah. I I love the season. Um, 
there was so much, it's so much fun to see a season for the first time, right? We've all watched Game of Thrones more than once. We, yes, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, run the list off. We've seen them so many times. And, and, and even when you're talking about reading books, you're like, man, if I go back and watch that or read that again for the first time, I think it was really good. I really enjoyed it. There was so much, there's so little amount of things that I had issues with. And most of them were just things in my head from expectations that I wanted when I was thinking about the show to come right before the show was launched. Uh, I'm not going to let the ending of this get me down. Um, I think season two and season three are probably going to be better. I mean, I think that's an easy expectation to have. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with Matt, how that goes, how they explain that, if they do anything with that, where they're going to take these characters, how much more Rand are we going to get in season two to really build him up since they kept him kind of off to the side a little bit um, for most of the season. Um, there's so much in this episode that I had that I wrote down that I just I yeah. really I really I mean, what did you what did you think of the pace of the episode? Because I I again I I kind of thought it was like it's kind of fast and well, it does, maybe a little jerky. It it does the the middle of the episode. Uh, the thing that I didn't like was was like you touched on earlier when they when they you know they shove the sword right through Moraine's mouth and then you're like, well this is going to be a dream. There's no way they're gonna they're gonna do this. Right. You know like they're not gonna kill her off. But you know if this isn't a dream, well they're gonna somehow have rand have the have the you know the the power to to bring her back and i'm like that it you know and you quickly realize okay yeah this is just going to be a dream but it didn't do anything for me like you touched on i kind of burned down on and it 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 did kind of call back the scene when they kill off dana in is it episode three or maybe it's two you know it's the same way so it it takes me back to to that and then i'm starting to think about the ie in the cage and tom and and where's where's tom uh, you know, what, what's Tom's role going to be? How's he going to come back into well, the fold? We're definitely going to kind of pull me out. We're going to get more Tom, which, Tom. right. So really the two, the two characters we'll be adding more of next season will be Tom and Matt. I, I think, and I think they're going to be together. Yes. Like I think right away, they're going to, they're going to run into each other. Uh, you know, because in the in the book, it's it's Rand with it's just Matt, right? Parents not with them. I'm getting it back. Rand, They're all yeah, three Rand, together. Right. Well, Rand really runs into Tom when he's doing Deus de Mar. Um, in that mansion. In the, in the mansion, right, with all the ladies that are all. We're all three boys together in that city, or is it just Matt and Rand? I feel like it's just um, Matt and Rand. I'd have to go, I'd have to, but I'd I don't know where Perrin would be. I don't yeah, remember specifically about that, but that, I do remember that's where. Maybe they could tell us in the chat. We're, we forgot. Right. But then, but then Matt and Tom go on like a bunch of adventures. Right. Uh, Definitely, def, definitely go on a, on a bunch of uh, adventures together. And I do think that would be that's going to be an uh, interesting dynamic because I actually really liked the actor who played tom and i do think tom is one of my favorite characters in the books and i think he's very important going forward um and so having him on screen more next season i think will be a really good thing one thing that kind of surprised me and in my head i expected to see a lot more of that we didn't get was song right we get we get Tom with his with his yes. soft, beautiful song when he's in the tavern with Dana in that in that episode. And then we get the group singing about Menethrin, 
and then that's it. Mm -hmm. We don't get any more music, right? And after you get those, and they're so heartfelt, and they're they're giving us information, they're building up story. I thought I, right. I expected, and I believed we were going to get not a lot of that, but we were going to see that a, a few more times. And and I'm I'm surprised now, just reminding myself of it that we didn't get it because I did at some point. Yeah, we would we yeah, probably will? Yeah, but, we probably will. And I think that, um. Yeah, and I, I I'm trying to figure out how, how to exactly how to how exactly to sort of to sort of word this because I do feel like the balancing act that they you know you have to do, which is how do you world build and build characters and build plot because you have to sort of devote time to each and the things they chose. Um, I will say, for me, this is probably this is probably my big, biggest criticisms of season one and i've already kind of said it is i don't feel like they necessarily took the time to explain like why some things were happening but not only why some things were happening but why those things were important like the scene where in episodes five where lan takes on the grief for everyone right and they're doing like the thing at Stefan's mm -hmm. funeral. Like, I don't feel like they really explained they like this is what it. they just sort of say it, and you can definitely miss it. And you're like, okay, like I get it. Um, and I feel like they should have not they should have spent a little more time just explaining why this is important. Cause I I definitely feel like they've they haven't they sort of like sometimes build up the dark one, but then they're focused on who's the dragon. And it felt like their prior, they didn't necessarily know exactly where they wanted their priority to be in terms of what's important. And so, so much of it is we're trying to, we're, we're trying to do the whole, who is the dragon? But then they sort of, and they sort of talked a little bit about like how the dragon was bad, but they never really talked about like why the dragon is, is, is super important in order to defeat the dark one. And so then when we finally see the dark one in this episode or the, the forsaken, they haven't really spent enough time building up who the dark one is to where it's like, you know, it doesn't just didn't hit exactly hard or, or right. As I sort of thought it should, there wasn't any buildup. I mean, right through the whole season, we didn't get a lot of build because at least for me, I felt like, and I mean, I'm coming from the book, so I know I know the story. I know all the different characters, but I'm trying to think of as someone who doesn't know the story, doesn't come from the books. Who did you think the villain was going to be? I mean, obviously, you know that the main villain is going to be the guy with the fire eyes, but you only see him a few times, and it's right. so quick. There's no detail. There's no backstory. You get Padan Fane, but even through the show, if you don't know that what he is from the books. How much do you realize? I mean, they're probably thinking that Matt's probably going to end up being a villain, um, right. with with what happens in the middle of the season. You know, you've got you've got the fade that that they show and and the trollops, right. but but who's? I mean, it, are they looking at the fade being being the the big bad boss that that we're going to have to deal with? It, there just wasn't a lot. Yeah, they're just right. They, they didn't go yeah. into those details yet. Yeah, there was definitely there's definitely some stumbling points in in season one. But again, I feel like there's definitely still enough. There's enough good there that going forward, okay, begin to fix some things, improve some things, and then you sort of find your stride. But um, with like all even, that, even even Game ahead. of Thrones, even Game of Thrones, I mean, it's like season one, there's there's a couple sort of missteps and stuff like that. Then you get to season two, okay, we've kind of got it down. You get to like ba Battle of Blackwater Bay. It's like the huge explosions. Okay, this show's like, it's got some special stuff. Then it's like season three, 
is where it hits its absolute stride. Then like season four is like the best season. And then, you know, whatever. Then they ran out of, they ran out of source material <laughs> after that. I, but, I will say for all of this, they gave us a lot. We got a lot in eight episodes. If, if, if we'd have gotten 10, we probably could have gotten a lot more of, of what we're saying is missing. And while I think that it is important for people that didn't come from the books, it's probably not that big of a deal because we're going to get it all next season. And then down the road when people are rewatching and, and, you know, or they're thinking back, it's all going to make sense. So from, from our vantage point at this point, I think it, it seems like a bigger issue than it will be in the end. Yeah. And, and, and remember that season, a season one for any television show or Netflix or whatever streaming shows ultimate goal. The only <laughs> thing you have to do in a season one <laughs> is get a season two. That Survive. is like, <laughs> survive survive so in advance shows, so <laughs> many shows just get canceled after yeah. after a, after a season one and once you get it like you're good to go like wh- another show I've, I've i watched which i've i've liked um it's an older it was like a bbc show called merlin i don't know if you're familiar um i, I haven't watched it's on my list which, which is all it's pretty good but it's like season one and season two are like vastly different compared to season three or maybe it's season four can't really remember but at some point they won an award and like the quality that you're (laughs) given and like the first like two seasons compared to season three or it might be season four i can't remember exactly which one it is i mean it is like night and day i mean it is like some like they just got a huge budget upgrade and it is like super (laughs) apparent um and you know like another show i like it's always sunny always sunny in philadelphia like the first Mm -hmm. season you're like uh, this is okay and then they were like hey we like it we think it can go for we need to bring in a big star to sort of change it they go hire danny devito and you know the rest is history so a lot of shows it's like literally just get to season two mm-hmm. is that is that goal so then you can kind of do that and we we obviously we're we're, the, we're already set towards season season three so we can definitely now reflect adapt change and a lot of the budget that they put into this season carries over into next season because a lot of the sets are built up, a lot of the the, the clothing and, and design and all these different things. Yeah, those are investments already paid for. So the money that's going to come in can really go to you know plus, just expand. Plus, you've already now like created the visual effects that you're going to be using, like even like the CGI and stuff. Like you now you now are not like well how are we going to make it look now you've already got have an established art style and it's just so much easier so much quicker so much mm-hmm. faster to do because you've already done it and you've already you've already set cuz going into going into the first season you're like well I don't know how are we going to make this all look art style clothing mm-hmm. as you said now you already have an established look okay now let's improve um so and, we'll definitely and the human capital all the people working they're comfortable Right. They got through season one. They know they're they're Matt, locked in They're they, They've they've got an idea on, on what they're going to do. It's it's so much easier once you get past season one. Yeah. Matt did not go back to Faldar. Matt went back to the White Tower. Uh, he was at the Waygate. He left. And then we see him staring up at the White Tower. I was hoping for Ran in the sky, too. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, because in the book, it's Rand is the one that sort of saves that 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 defeats that big trollic army and he doesn't he, he it's kind of all happening it's all it's all and, happening all at and once. and it's how everyone knows okay yeah this guy really is the dragon or this guy really could be the dragon because they're looking at it. they see the battle they see how he wins and then they see him turn around and be like no 
enough of this. <laughs> yeah. What Game of Thrones season one was almost perfect. Hey, man, <laughs> you're not going to find a bigger Game of Thrones guy uh, than me. Go go check out Ezra and I's Game of Thrones podcast, Bend the Knee, where we cover the whole deal. But uh, just go look at Tyrion in the in that pilot episode with that like bleach blonde surfer <laughs> hair, man. It definitely takes a the step ba- up. The baby face. Two. The baby the face. Baby face. <laughs> it takes a, it. It definitely takes a step up. Let me take a quick aside here right now, because I thought of a question earlier today and I wanted to throw it at at the, the people in the comments so they can comment in as we continue the conversation. But I was thinking about Christmas gifts earlier today and I saw someone posted something about the uh, the Ice Dive rings. So if you're looking at this season and you're thinking about what kind of Christmas gifts you would want, would it be the clothing that you see from the show? Would it be the rings? Would it be the hair and sword? Would it be the, the horn of Valir? What are you looking for? Oh, well, we me, still have it. I want, yeah, we haven't seen the horn, but I would want the horn and I want to know what people would, would be looking yeah, for. Cause I think I wanna, a lot of people would want those rings. Yeah. Um, I would, yeah, I, I, I do, I do kind of like the, but I want a hair and I want a hair and Mark blade, man, which again is something I do hope we, we discuss more obviously and and it's in, such a in, big thing in, in the books two. and with what rand does and lan does in right. the, in the i think it's going to be i think it'll be big yeah yeah being yeah being a blade master is going to be important first of all i don't think loyal's dead um now look i would tell you right now if loyal is dead if they legitimately <laughs> just killed Lo- killed loyal off that i am fine saying i'm out on season 2 i mean i think ever i think all the book <laughs> readers would be like officially done with C with C's step come out. I'm good. You shut it down. Shut the whole shut the whole thing down. Are they gonna delay it and, and not bring it back till episode two? Make us make us yeah. uh you know suffer. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, well, hey real quick just here on this comment. But Game of Thrones does end with such a huge twist. Yeah I'm not saying Game of Thrones season one is bad. Um, it's it's freaking phenomenal but it it's just leveled like season up a two. Lot. It season two takes it definitely takes it up a big step same same way i felt about the witcher was i was like man i i liked witcher season one and i read those books but season two of the witcher for me is like wow it's just such a step up compared to compared to season one here we go one small important detail i loved was when moraine talks about her struggle with assessing the one power it is going to be important with Nynaeve in the future seasons definitely mm-hmm. definitely I like that yeah. comment that you guys had earlier where um, you guys were talking about is Moraine going to take on Suwan's role from the books. That's really interesting to think about where she loses. She sort of loses her power. Um, and yeah, it it could be where Moraine can't use the power and has to sort of has to sort of deal with that um, for a bit. I think you could. To where we're at now in the books, I don't want to go like super spoilery um, into this because it's such sort of a big, important moment. You could have Moraine continue, really, because she sort of does take a back seat a bit and is really just there more as an advisor, especially in like books three and four and even five um like especially books four and five she's just kind of there as like a as an advisor like you almost forget she's there to be honest and then what happens to her in book five 
you i mean I'm not saying she doesn't do big stuff she does there are definitely mm-hmm. there are definitely big moments i know people in the chat are like we just but i do feel like you could she could still feel that sort of role that she really ultimately kind of serves which is really kind of an advisor to rand like when they go to yeah you waste and they're doing all this stuff um then obviously her ending in book five you could still do it you would have to kind of have it done in a different way right essentially like with maybe somebody else who can channel since moraine does channel for that moment um with land fear you and so you could still do that but um so i don't know that it would necessarily her, her arc necessarily has to change without her having the power i mean there's definitely moments where she uses like bail fire and stuff right. like that those are important obviously but you can sort of i think you can still have her fit her character role and sort of and sort of good at it but ultimately it comes down to why did they choose to do that is to the sh- thing because because there's one it's one thing for us to sit here and say well i think this is how they'll kind they should they should work it in to make it fit into the books but it's obvious that they're not necessarily trying to make it fit in the books they're doing their own thing so I guess the, the bigger question is why did they choose to go down that route? My thought when I when I saw that after the episode, are they going to find a way to give her the power back? Is that is that going to be something at the end of season two, into season three, where Rand is leveled up so much that he goes, no, I'm the dragon reborn. I control all this power. Watch what I can do. Are, are they going to bring her back? Because she's such a huge role, especially from season right. one. I, it'd be interesting to see if they go that route. or. Right. I mean, it feels like they have to. I, if if right. if you don't know, well, mm-hmm. even if you know the books, it just seems like maybe that's their to be goal expected. isn't. Maybe their goal isn't to sort of because there's obviously a big portion of the books where Moraine is sort of off screen, um, and she comes back later. Maybe they're not going to do that. Yeah. Because she's too important, or just change the way they do it. Or maybe they're maybe they're trying to bring that forward a bit, so that w- they can have it be sort of like a big shocker. Uh, Ky- Kyron, Kieran O'Neill asked about the ships, so I-, I wanted to point that comment out so we could touch on that in a minute when we wrap this part of the conversation up, just before it it Absolutely. gets uh, gets lost on us, because that's that's a something we could really dive into. But I don't want to I don't want to leave or abandon what we're talking about here with Moraine. Speaking of Moraine and and her channeling, when they start working with those portal stones, when they start traveling that with that because they can't get into the ways, which I assume we'll start seeing here in season two, does she use the power in that to catch up with them, or or was that? I, I'm I'm trying to remember when when they use the portal stones to, you know, and they go into that other dimension i guess would be the way right, where they it. see like the multiple multiple lives with varon right right um there's two groups that travel right you get ran ran so. initially and then I'm well trying it's to like remember it's, she... i think it's i think it's the the group with ran i think it's rand inktar's there the hound um, the, the, hound, the hound but um the, the sniffer huron the huron, sniffer thank you yeah the yeah here yeah huron is there um who i think is going to be cut i think huron's going to i think huron's going to be a cut character i think you're just going to have because yeah. later then they do kind of say well perrin can 
can do it. Um, and so I do think that parents just going to end up, uh, end up doing it, but I'd have to go back and look. Yeah, we'd exactly. have to go back and but look. But Moraine's just... not with, Moraine is not with Rand. No, she'd be in the other party, right? Does Don't they end up like they're trying to catch up with them and they're traveling through, or maybe it's a different part in the book where they're traveling that way. It's just something that popped in my head. And I was wondering if she used her power to access them. I just, it was just something I wanted to throw in there. Right. I don't know what else she would use the power for where we would need it in the show. If they're not going to give her, give that back to her. Yeah. I mean, she uses, she uses bail fire a couple of times. That's, and that's Um, big. Because that's it's, that's it's, it's it's not allowed. What what's it's it's what are they saying? Harry Potter. It's a uh, unforgivable, forbid, unforgivable. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Because Balefire for those, especially for those of you guys who um who are show watchers only, which I know we have in here. Uh, it's not super spoiler. It's basically they use this. They use like imagine them using a fireball, but it hits something. And what ends up happening though is that it begins to sort of burn threads in the pattern. And so it basically like ceases that person to sort of exist. So you see it and you see it where it attacks somebody and kills somebody basically. And then you can bail fire the thing that killed that person. And so then that person gets brought back to life because you basically sort of rewrote time. um, Essentially. Yeah. Good comment there. Just, just, it's a good reminder from from the book because that is heavy in the book and and it'll be in, I'm I'm curious if we're gonna get that I was kind of hoping we might get a little bit in this season just to introduce us to it right. um, because for me I thought that that the bale fire was something that was big from from the books and I was ready to see it now instead of waiting right and yeah and we'll and we're and again we'll have, we'll definitely have to see um, where they go and who the casting is gonna be for season two. Um, and all that stuff and when when season two even comes out right which is also going to be the interesting thing because i think they i think they're they're still they're in production of it right now um i think they started filming season two i know a lot of shows don't like to air during the summer but the last season of game of thrones did or one of the last two seasons did do you think they could push this up to where we start watching it in june or july or do you think we have to wait for the fall i mean maybe not all the way to november but... it's gonna depend on it's gonna depend on amazon's lord of the rings show because i feel like you you when, could do those how long back, that's you could, gonna go yeah. you could do those back to back but they're obviously not gonna air them at the same time um the other thing which i think it, it does play a factor and should be something to sort of take into consideration is Amazon obviously now has sort of Thursday night football rights. And so when you go to Amazon, like it, it doesn't necessarily advertise wheel of time on Thursdays. It's like obviously the NFL. Cause that's nothing makes like no TV show. Nothing does makes NFL. money like NFL. Yeah, 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 NFL. yeah. So, so that could definitely, so that could definitely sort of play a, a role into it at the same time though. Amazon does have that ability to say, Hey, watch wheel of time. You're already watching prime. You're, you're there, which they're doing right now, but it's a ways um, into sort of into it. And they did it before the Witcher. The other thing is when does house of the dragon come out? Cause I don't yeah. think anything, I don't think anything's going to try and go up. against. No that. one wants that to would, go up against that. That would, that would be stupid. Cause that show's going to 
just crush like everything. I think it will. I, I think, don't. I, I, I don't think. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think any show is going to touch House of the Dragon in ratings. I think it's going to be. I think House of the Dragons will pick right up where Game of Thrones left off. Yeah. If not on all, and I mean it in all seriousness, I, I legitimately, I think it will be. It especially considering the way a lot of people feel about the last few seasons, I think it stands to be better. One last thing on Moraine and and losing her her power. It, it does call me back to season or episode seven when she's talking to men. She's like, what do you mm-hmm. see when you look at me? Men sees this is coming. Moraine assumes she's going there to die. Now she's right. lost the power. She can't touch it. She's we're told that if if you lose that boy or girl, male, uh, male or female, you're going to want to die. You can't handle life. You know, men are going to go mad without it. I don't know if that's the same for women in, in this universe. And he teases her. Right. And he does. You can feel it on your fingertips. That was, I love the way he right. said that, you know, it's just there and you can't touch it. I actually like this comment right here. Chris McDonald. Um, so in the books, uh, kind of spoil something here just a little bit is the Nynaeve land relationship. Um, obviously like they're already talking potentially about Nynaeve going to become a, uh, and I said, I and land belongs to Moraine. Well, right now he's not bonded to Moraine. So do we just speed along the process? Cause it takes a lot longer in the books. Cause he actually gets like warded to somebody else for a bit. And then ultimately I think yeah. it's pretty apparent he's going to end up with, with Nynaeve. So could speed that along and Lan and Nynaeve's relation. Cause they're already like way ahead on Lan and Nynaeve's relationship. And they keep making the comment, you know, wisdoms never marry, right? You know, you right. hear that drop two or three times in the season, and then you, you know, you get the comment at the end. I don't know if it was in this episode. I just I rewatched episode seven before this one just to just to get me get me into it. Um, they make the comment. Um, Land tells her, or yeah, he goes, "I I wish I could be there." D- does he say in this episode or last time? I wish I could be there to to meet your without saying in so many words to meet your, your, uh, bonded warder. Right. Yes. Uh, yeah. Something I, like yeah, that. I don't know I, if it's in this episode yeah, again, or the last one, but they're really building that up for what's to right. come. Yeah. And this is still going to have to be a second. Um, this is going to have to be a second watch for, for me too. And we'll, and we'll, it will definitely come, come back, uh, definitely come back for that. So, um, all right, let's move into a final topic here. And I think this will be kind of a, a good place to sort of, sort of roll out. But before we do that, guys, um just real quick for everyone's hanging out here so next week i don't know what day we'll be doing sort of a live stream but as and i will be doing one i know he's sort of traveling next week um coming back he's in germany right now coming back but ryan and i next wednesday are going to be covering book of boba fett on uh, for our star wars podcast hyperspace hangout so we will be going live over there does the same time work for you ryan next week to That's cover perfect let's do it what Right. Same at, time. I don't, so what? So, I don't know so what, when ta- it what time launches. works for you. So the it episode... launches at midnight. So you can watch it as early okay. as as you want, okay. like midnight, like of the day. So it's like for me, I me, I watch it before I go to work in the morning. Yep. Um, whatever works for you. I, I'm usually kind of a night owl. I stay up till one or two in the morning. I, you know, you're a few hours behind me. So whatever works for you and your schedule. So would, would seven would seven p.m. Eastern? Are you in Eastern time? Yeah. Right. That's fine. Yeah. 
7 p.m. Eastern. Perfect. So it'll be same time and we'll just hop on live. That's over on our Star Wars channel, Hyperspace Hangout. And you guys can all come over and we can all talk the first episode of Book of Boba Fett um, and have a big stream party over there as well. So uh, before that, though, let's just dive into sort of one kind of one kind of final topic here. And I guess we'll just kind of talk last just sort of thoughts here. Um, of, uh, I guess of the episode of the season, just where do we feel about the overall show and, and go and going forward? And I'll, I guess I'll, I'll toss it to you, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I've kind of do- dove into this a little bit so far today. Um, and, and, uh, just real quick, um, I did say that we wanted to talk about the Damani and, and the Sean Chan. Um, I yeah. was following the comments. It looks like they, you know, everyone in the comments kind of kind of worked that through. So I don't think we need to dive into that too much. Sounded like, um, you know, the person that made the comment was just questioning if that's what he was looking at. So I think we're fine to to uh, save that for another day. Uh, man, I, I did. I like the season um, as far as things that I was, you know, before the season started that I was hoping to see. Saw most of it. We got a lot of it. The acting was great. The casting was on on point for about everybody. I, I can't, you know, and especially with Matt, I'm so bummed that he's, that, that he, that he's gone, that he left. Um, Cause he did a great job. And I was, his mannerisms and, and his facial features, the way they designed his hair and the scruff, he was perfect for his character. Took me right into his character from the book and, and the way he, the way he acted in it, I, I, I have big hopes for who who's filling his shoes and I'm, I'm sure it'll be great too. I don't think we've seen any reason to doubt that. Um, some bummed. Hopefully everything's good on his end now. I mean, it's been a while since, you know, whatever. And I, I know we don't know what the issue is. Um, you know, hopefully everything's fine there. Other things that we're missing, you know, we didn't we didn't get um, more more death, more death. Um, right. We didn't get a lot of Padan Fane. I really thought we were going to see a lot of him in this season, and and we didn't. I felt, yeah, I felt like his. I felt like it's like you see him. Okay, he's there. And then, like, he's there in that sort of hidden thing. You hear the whistle. Like, it's one of those things you really have to sort of pay attention to. But again, to me, it sort of fell into that wasn't explained enough category. About the only thing we get from Padan Fane after his, his, um, you know, the er the early part of, of episode one is he's pretty much just there to, they're, they're showing the viewer that he's there as the human. You know, and in this episode, we get him. He's the human voice that gets them into Faldara. He's the one that's getting them into the ways that's leading. You know, he's kind of like that early scout that's ahead of the army, right? You know, we get a little bit of that, but we just don't get a lot of his character. I think we will because he's such a big, he's such a big character. I think we'll see a lot of him in the next couple seasons. Um, for the light and, and Shinar, when they start screaming that, when they run to the, run to the, to the gap, I love that. How did he get the dagger? Wasn't really explained. Yeah, we don't have that info yet. Um, did he leave the dagger? I would, I chalked that up to Barney Harris leaving. I yeah, feel like I th- that was going to be expanded a, lot of a bit more. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, so, well, for me, ultimately, again, I, I genuinely enjoyed season one. I really, man, there was, there was definitely moments in it where I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Uh, a couple moments throughout the whole season where I was like, eh, I don't know, didn't really like that. Like for me, I loved episodes one through three. 
I genuinely enjoy a lot of the actors. Somebody said the Padan Fane actor was great. I a lot of the actors I feel like are sort of are man spot on. Really, I, they I are really great. And I, I I really like the casting a lot. Um, there's definitely obviously st- there's definitely obviously places where we can improve. I think they need to slow. They need to sign up. It's hard to say like slow down a bit because it's like well we're trying to cram all this stuff in, but at the same time it's like. I feel like it needs it, it really needs like at like a minimum of one more episode a season. Even if we're even if we're going to push stuff together because like they're just it felt like they were they're trying to do a little too much of like what well, we need to build hype and kind of change stuff, which I'm fine with, like who's the dragon all that stuff, but then you didn't really explain who the dark one was. We need we need at least like one sort of episode as even though it could be kind of boring. That's like a lore dump just a kind of like and i think we're gonna get that in season two with the girls at the tower get a little bit of sort of lore just to sort of build importance to specific things as to why they're important and like why should we fear the dark one all we've heard is that he's really bad yeah but you don't necessarily show him doing anything and that's a problem i think in anything where it's like you have to build your villains for me it's like the some of the best things ever movies shows whatever are where you have like a super strong villain because the villain makes it all better it's why the dark knight is like the greatest comic book movie ever because the joker and the dark knight is just so freaking fantastic (laughs) that every time they step on screen you're like oh my god i'm like terrified it's actually one of the it's actually one of the things they did they did very well in wheel of time with the white cloaks is Mm -hmm. man we were all like, I'm really loving the white cloak sort of angle and arc of this. But then when we get to the dark one, it didn't hit as hard because we didn't, he was never, they, were, they yeah, weren't built up except no for a couple, up, yeah. a couple of visions and everyone just saying he's too, he's, he, he's powerful. So I think that'll get ex- explained a little bit more because um, we did just see a forsaken gentle Moraine. So now we have some weight a little bit of weight to this character, which can get bigger and and expanded uh, upon more. I definitely do not think that Loyal <laughs> is dead is dead. No, no. And way. then right, and then the other thing definitely, uh, and I'll, I'll agree with you, uh, Ryan. Here is man. Uh, the biggest kind of letdown in season one for me was Rand. There, there needs to be more Rand, and I get the whole. I get that they're building up the whole, it could be Nynaeve, it could be Egwene, who is the dragon? Yeah, the mystery but of it. The mystery of it, but then when we realize it's Rand, like I feel like this episode, we get the most Rand we've gotten all season. I feel like they could have added 20 or 30 minutes to this episode and done so much. Right. Yeah, even like 10 minutes more to this episode would have just, it needed, it needed a little more room. Um. And then I look back at other po- parts of the season where I'm like, I think it could have trimmed that down a bit. Like where Steppen, where Steppen died and they're doing like the the scene. Like it was cool. Don't get me wrong. I was there for it. They didn't really necessarily explain like, oh, he's taking on the grief for everyone. And it's a really big deal. Um, I feel like honestly, a lot of that could have kind of been cut or yeah. like shipped out to later. Because it's like, okay, we're going to explain the bond between the warders and the Aes Sedai. But there's nothing really that's that important after that point about the bond between the warders and the Aes Sedai. So was that really 
that important in the first place. Did we need that much of that episode for you? Exactly. Because you could trim, you could go back and trim a lot of that stuff. And then now you suddenly got like 20 more minutes that you could use to kind of build up stuff and build a villain for later. So I think I, I, again, that's, that's stuff you can improve on in season two and, he, and stuff I, like that. I do have one more that I'm disappointed on and it's not really a disappointment. It's just a, a I'm questioning when we're going to see it. You guys, I mean, we've waited all season to get the lose out, lose, Lose, lose Theron. Lose Theron. Thank you. I'm getting all the character names mixed up in my head. It's why it's why it's so hard to read this this story. Once you get into the later books, there's so many names and they start blending a little bit. Um, lose Theron. We got we finally and I and I'm I'm fired up that we got it at the beginning of the episode. We only got part of that scene though. When are we going to get the second half of that scene? Because right. I don't think it's going to start season two because there's no context for that. Are, are they going to throw that in the middle of season it's, two? Is that coming at the end of season three? It's still, it, it's, I, it's definitely, it's definitely going to happen. Now, they, now again, they introduced loose Theron, which yeah. is good. I, that, that was, that was a good thing. And now we can expand that out going. Are they going to give us more than just that pro prologue from the books? Are they going to give us a lot oh, of, yeah. I of, think so. You know, 100%. how he, how he came to power, how he controlled. I mean, I like that they gave us a little bit of the, you know, well, you see the him there and the too. women were together, and then uh, well, you now see, we're split. you see, you see, Luce Theron. Rand yeah. sees him there at the eye, right? Uh, and 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 like, and just for like a, a quick second. So I think that'll get expanded more. Um, I think we're going to get a lot of him and his right. backstory that we don't right. from the books early on. Yeah, and another thing that's going to get, I think that'll be a much better in season two is once we begin to see that you know the forsaken are not the dark ones but they're aspects of them because even in the books it's like the dark one is just this thing and it's really the forsaken that are our villains that are the yeah. ones doing doing all the bad things as well as padon fane and the white cloaks so like the white cloaks were great this season the dark one which is really just a forsaken not so much because we need to build it up so as more forsaken come into play especially like Lanfear, who's probably going to be in season two. I think I think that is where it really begins to I think I think it's where it's really going to hit its stride and its shift because now we sort of now we now we have um now we have the Forsaken as our main villains who we'll see more regularly causing trouble, and then that's what causes our heroes to get stronger because they kill our family, they kill our friends. It's that resolve. It makes us hate them. It makes us want to defeat them. You begin to take the steps along the journey, and that's where it's at. So once the Forsaken show up, which I believe is definitely happening in season two, we have the Sean Chan coming in as well as sort of another sort of villainous army of bringing. We're going to have a lot of villains. Of it. You know, we've, we're yeah. going to have the White Cloaks. We're going to have some Forsaken, probably some. We're going to have the Sean Chan, and then, um. But we're not uh, we're, always we're dealing be, with them. We've we've got the red cloaks taking over. I'm assuming, you know, right. We're going to be all over the map, and and I am excited to start learning about the map. Right, we've got all these different regions that we're probably going to start going to. Um, you know, low gain. I mean, they keep hyping it up and at a few different points in the season. His army, you know, the the Aes Sedai are not well thought of in this world. I mean, whether that's true or not, that's what they're talking about. There's going to be a lot of it's going to be a lot of 
various wars going on. And we see that in the books, but I think we're going to get a lot of buildup in of that coming in season two. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, I think that's a good place to stop it. Um, just cause I don't know what time it is, but it's seven, <laughs> it's seven o'clock seven. for me, but it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's, well, I can see on your clock. It's 10 o'clock there. Um, but yes, we will be back. Uh, we definitely want to bring on more of our Patreons, uh, members to do sort of like a round table, get everyone's thoughts. Now I can go back this weekend. Everybody have a great Christmas, great holiday, and we can begin to sort of watch it. And then we'll do definitely like a season two or season one um, sort of breakdown. What do we think about the whole thing? <laughs> Reflect upon it. Season two predictions. Uh, we've been asked to do a book for show comparison, which now is like a lot. Uh, <laughs> and then um, awesome. And then always remember, guys, that this is actually a reread podcast we do as well, where we are going through the books. Uh, so we'll actually be jumping right back to where we picking up right where we left off, which will be at the, we are about to start book six, which is Lords of chaos. And wow, just finished the prologue of it. And things get real interesting, <laughs> real fast. So definitely get to go um, on there. So Ryan, as always, thank you for coming on. Thank you for everyone who's hanging out. I hope you guys have an amazing holidays. Stay tuned. We'll be uh, definitely putting out clips of this podcast or the whole episode as well as, uh, well, not really predictions, but, you know, there's the lore and we're going to be doing explaining videos and season two thoughts and all of that stuff. Um, it's been so much fun covering this season uh, with everybody hopping on and just going live and having all these people in here and everybody. So, um, so much fun. Stay tuned. And again, remember this coming Wednesday, Ryan and I'll be live over on our Star Wars channel, <laughs> Hyperspace Hangout. Look it up. And um, we'll be covering Book of Boba Fett. So if you want to come over there, talk some Star Wars, do another one of these hangouts, same time, mm -hmm. different place, but it'll be just as absolute fun. So as always, thank you guys. And remember that the grave is no bar to our call. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big